So I've done quite a bit of planting, quite a few, maybe a half dozen plants, tree shrubs, not trees, shrubs, bigger shrubs, some of them, uh, in my yard. And, and let me just explain why. And I've got a mature landscape. I don't need a lot, but, but I'm looking down from the decks or the patios. I'm going, oh, it was so pretty in the spring. I had all these flowers and things were bright. And now they got a little, well, brown. They look, they look summer scorched or those spring plants don't look as good in the summer as they did in the spring. And so I want to add some summer plants, things that love the summer. So I need some brightness. So you're always trying to plant spring items. You need summer plants, things that bloom then. You need fall color. You need winter evergreens. The evergreens, there, that's what gives you the anchor, the, that green anchor, the foundation for the, for the yard, no matter the time of year. So green is good. They could find a, a glow in the dark, blooms 12 months out of the year, evergreen plant, that would be the, that would be the ticket. But they don't just, they don't, they don't have that yet. But we are in a four season climate. So I want some spring showcase stuff, some summer things that are just outshine everything else, some fall color and some winter evergreens. And so I didn't have enough of the summer things. Hey, let me just give you an insider tip on how to plant in the summer. It's a great time. First of all, you're up in the mountains. You're up in God's country. It's not like in Phoenix where it's 120. It'll get up in the 90s for a moment, and then it cools right back down. Plants love that. It's a good time to plant. What I did find is my ground was dry. So we, I, you may or may not have had some moisture, some rain yet. Uh, I've had just a, a sprinkling, a smattering, not much. So the ground was still very dry. It takes quite a few rains. A lot of the rain comes so fast that it runs off more than it soaks in. It's later in the monsoon cycle that we get this, where it just hydrates the soil through and through. But until then, you can plant. You're digging your hole the same depth as the bucket, whatever size tree. The average tree is probably 14 inches of deep a root ball. You get a garden, you get a, a big spruce tree or, or juniper or maple or, or apple here from the garden center. It's probably about 14 inches. That's the depth of your hole. You're digging three times a width. Roots go sideways. They don't go down here. That, that tap root, it's a total myth that a tree is a tap root that goes down. Uh, there's nothing down there for them except caliche, rock, boulders, more caliche, more rock. There's no more. It's just, they're going to go sideways. That's where nutrients and water is. So you're going to search for that. If you know that about plants, dig the hole wide. That and kind of round, saucer-shaped. That soil, you want to screech or screen anything bigger than a golf ball, chuck it out of there. It heats up in summer and just roasts the roots. You don't want that. You don't want old roots. You don't want rocks, bricks, whatever's in there. If it's bigger than a golf ball, get rid of it. What's left, you want to amend some mulch, or we call it premium mulch. It's, it's composted, dark-colored, mocha-looking organics. Blend that in about 25% of mulch to your native soil because you need some organics. That's what's going to bring the mycorrhizal colonies. That's what's going to generate more worms. That's what's going to bring all the stuff that tickles the feet of plants and wants them to root, kind of gets them to root out. And also keeps the soil from compacting right away. Allows the roots to go through. And so it's a transition zone. So you're adding about 25%, blend that together and use that to backfill around the root ball. Then you're going to sprinkle a handful of all-purpose plant food. 
That's what's going to fertilize it for the next three months. It's going to nurture it, give it some food, encourage it to grow roots. Then you're watered in really well. And that last watering, after I get the whole root kind of saturated, I'm going to have a watering can full of root and grow. It's a compost tea. And that's what stabilizes it and gets it to go into less transplant shock. So plants are going to freak out. They're just going to lose their minds and their roots. Uh, it's just they're going to they're not going to like this new home you just gave them. No matter how much care, this helps to stabilize it and kind of it's kind of like a an IV boost for the plant. Kind of helps it just to just to kind of normalize and start rooting. Now here's the insider tip for summer. As you dig your hole, before you put that plant into that root ball, into that new hole, hydrate the soil. Don't just throw the plant. Dry plant and dry hole is disaster. You want a moist plant in a moist hole. That's the secret. And so the ground is dry right now. So I'll fill my hole up halfway with moisture, mainly because I want to hydrate that surrounding soil. If you don't do that, what will happen is that, that, that dry soil around that root ball will just, it'll wick or pull all that water out of the roots and leave your plant wanting. The secret to summer planting, fill that hole up halfway with moisture so that when you put that new plant, sycamore, new, whatever it is, chase tree, smoke bush, there's so much you can plant right now, figs, plant that in there. And so it's almost in this, it's almost in a real moist, goopy, muddy hole that you're playing. And then backfill your surrounding soil, then water it in real, real well. That'll get you if, you, if you add a little bit of root and grow at the end. So you need mulch, food, root and grow, and a nice moist hole. That's the secret to summer planting and your success. It's almost guaranteed by planting now. Be back with more. Lisa Waters lane in right after this.